0: Baruch Hashem! You're a bad Jew!
1: Shalom! Welcome back to another episode of Bad Jew. And this is the place where there is no such thing as a bad Jew. I know the name of this podcast is named pretty ironically. Please excuse us. But... All being said, we are here on this podcast to do some excellent Jewish learning here today. Today with us is Brad Weaver. Brad, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today, man?
0: Oh, excellent. Very good to be here and and look forward to to sharing.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, before we get into your four-minute Bad Jew challenge of telling your life story, I want to remind the listeners that, A, this was a question from the Bad Jew WhatsApp community. If you're interested, be sure to look at the link tree and to email us to join the Bad Jew WhatsApp community. Please be sure to leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform. And with that, we are going to go ahead and start the Bad Jew Challenge. Are you ready, Brad?
0: I I am ready. Excellent. Echad, sholosh. Go. Okay. So I have uh, four minutes to talk about myself. And uh, I am blessed. I've had a very fortunate background. Um, first off, I started off in a very secular home. Uh, growing up in Los Angeles, went to a public school in, in Los Angeles. But then all of a sudden, my parents, who were conservative Jews, and where we drove to shul, to synagogue on like a Friday night, all of a sudden, they decide to move me into an orthodox yeshiva. So I'm all of a sudden like transported and going into a completely different reality uh, in, in third grade. So I grew up with Exposure to non Jews, Jewish people, secular, uh, Zionists, but in my Orthodox environment, I grew up. If I went over to someone's house Friday night, you didn't dare turn on a light. If I had change in my pocket and it fell out, I couldn't touch it until after Shabbos. You know, I was walking everywhere. Um, so I really had a diverse background being exposed to and accepting different ways that people. Um, relate to being Jewish. I might walk to Chabad in on a Saturday morning, but then go shopping with the family to the grocery store on Saturday afternoon after getting home. So, but it was all okay. It was all very consistent for different people having having different ways. I attended, you know, Camp Ramah, Conservative camp, but I also attended like a Bnei Akiva camp where you you know you're Shomer Shabbos. Um, I also was fortunate to live in a kibbutz for a year in high school, and this was a secular kibbutz. And so I got exposed to the whole idea of, why do you need religion? People would ask me, because I was wearing a kippah at the time. And they're like, why Why are you doing that? We're all in Israel now. We're all Jewish. We don't need religion anymore. Even to that nationalism got to relate to where Ladba Omer is, you know, the big, the big holiday versus Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah, which is almost like no purpose. Also, got to study at uh, Orsameach one summer, uh, which is like very similar to a Torah, where I got to go, go and dive deep and learn uh, deeper meanings and, and learn more. So, um, my, my background, like I say, is very diverse. And I think that gives me a unique insight in my own challenges. Um, we'll get into as far as being a, a bad Jew or constantly striving to be a better Jew is like being exposed to all these different environments. What, what's right for me? What fits for me? Um, I'm also been blessed. I've been a, a serial entrepreneur, uh, started my own business, uh, probably selling chocolates to raise money for my yeshiva. But but then started my own business in, in college as a, as a programmer. I was always finding solutions and engineering solutions. So I've had several businesses for that. I started from scratch and self-funded. Were acquired by public companies. Um, a hosting company in the early days of the internet. Uh, I started only because I couldn't find a reliable hosting company. I had a credit card processing company. It was CarlCard.com, um, an interconnect, a telecom type company, and a domain, one of the first domain registrars as well. Um, so where I saw a need, as, as a technical, as a geek, I I would fill that demand, and that's still what I do today with Avita Group, with my company but my biggest probably issues and challenges of my life has been health issues. And, uh, and I've, I'm a cancer survivor, quadruple bypass survivor, and those have impacted me a whole life since epilepsy at 16 to my twenties, cancer to other cancers. And, uh, that's always been a challenge, which makes me, I think more sensitive, more aware of our, of our finality here. Wow. So that's a uh, four minutes.
1: That was four minutes right there. Great job. And I, I never knew about, I, I've known you, I've known you from, from, you know, the the channels of, of my network for some time now we've, we've gone to, we met through provisors and, you know, one thing you don't really learn about in the provisor space is the, the, you know, the, the, the you know, what's behind the business card often. I, I like to ask behind the business card questions, but they're very simple. I I never knew about uh, the epilepsy that you had, and I also never knew about you being a cancer survivor. So um, thank God that you were here, Baruch Hashem, seriously. Yeah, Uh, I really had had no idea. I think that actually is a perfect tie-in to today's topic, and that is when you were experiencing these severe diseases and these conditions, was prayer involved in that?
0: Believe it or not, no. For the most part, when I've been sick or going through cancer treatment, for some reason, prayer leaves me. I don't feel connected during that time, really? uh, for the most part. More recently, I, I do. More recent, but but for the most part, until maybe in the last five years, can I do I use prayer when I'm not feeling good? Other other than that, I would used to be like an absence. So
1: then I don't feel connected when when you when you don't feel connected is that because there there might be some kind of resentment towards god or or is that because you you're not feeling strong enough to pray what exactly is the disconnect there
0: uh that's a good end it's a good question i think it's um you know when you don't feel good you i think you have lack of energy and that lack of energy is i think moves you away from being being able to pray at times it's sad but it right. moves you away from being able to pray it moves you away from being able to to meditate. Right. I think it's probably one of the most important times to reorient oneself to to pray. But Yeah, yeah, fascinating. And more recently, when I go through stuff, I I am in a better position to pray. So then if that's the case, does
1: prayer actually matter?
0: Yeah, okay, so does prayer matter? Um, I think... For me, prayer is like exercise in the morning. Does it matter to exercise and get the endorphins going, to have the rest of the day positive and going good? Does it matter to do yoga? And does it matter to be, as a Jew, to focus on one's intent, to focus and be aware of what it means to, to be a Jew? To me, that's why it matters. I think when one wakes up, for me. And I, and you start with like the morning prayer, you know, I'm standing before you, God, and thank you for returning my soul into me. It's, it's starting off with gratitude. And I think someone who starts off their morning with gratitudes, you know, that's a common practice for everybody, for, you know, in, for business people, for coaches, you know, to talk about Focus on the gratitude. Focus on the good, and that's the first Jewish prayer that you start with. Hmm. It's also, hmm. I think, the second and the third. It's, it's thank you that I'm here. Or it might be, oh, thank you that it, my all the my mouth is working. Every, all my holes are working too. Wow, this is great. Right. And, and my my experience, I just I have direct experience. Right. You know, I right. didn't have right. saliva glands for a year. I I couldn't swallow very well when it's you insane. don't have taste buds and saliva glands from radiation, but now my, now it's working and I appreciate that. Thank um, so I think gratitude is such an important part of my morning and waking up as well as exercise. That's why that's one aspect of prayer of why it matters.
1: Yeah. And and the, the prayer that you're specifically referencing, I, it's it's actually pretty amazing. It's a wild prayer, but uh, I mean, for those who aren't familiar, imagine every time you use the restroom praying and by thanking God that all the holes that need to be open are open and all the holes that need to be closed are closed and are working in concert with one another. That's, there is a prayer for that. Um, right. and that's what you're referencing right there. And I, I am again, like Baruch Hashem that you're here, that you, that despite the diseases you've endured, that you are alive right. and well.
0: And it um, says, it's very simple. If any, if any one of these holes stop, we're no longer here. Right. Yeah, and and you never really think about that, right? We're not great. We're not in that state of gratitude as much as we could be about everything. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. It's,
1: it's um, and I, I think in many ways there, there can be some symbolism to that too, because, you know, a hole can be interpreted as a portal, right? This might be a little bit woo woo for some of the listeners here, but a hole, a hole can be interpreted as a portal, and we also have these portals that connect. Uh, human beings to each other. We have these portals that connect human beings to God. We have portals that connect human beings to uh, items that are inanimate, that might have some kind of personal significance. And by losing these different things, we could also lose our neshama, our soul. We could lose, you know, when when I'm alone and I'm not connected to people that I care about, nothing else in the world really matters. And a part of me feels dead. Yeah. So I I feel like... the the whole
0: of the mouth and speech is so powerful of of how we... As a Jew, bad Jew, good Jew, or we're always striving to be better. But no such thing, of, but yes, yes. What comes out of our mouth could be detrimental and I think could be tearing at, you know, I look at life as a quilt. We're either, you know, adding to the quilt or maybe ripping at it, is an mm. analogy that I love. Uh, um, but what comes out of our mouth could either be nourishing and building and loving and supporting or it could be destructive. Right. Um, right. So, I mean that's just one aspect of of prayer, and I could, I, I think that, you know, as as we go through their prayers as as a Jew, it's important to be, the fundamental thing is to be conscious, have intent of what we do, and when you look at another prayer like the Ashrei, Ashrei, Ashrei Vetecha, it's like, you know, you think about the words of that prayer is, praise are those. Who sit in the house of the Lord? I'm just paraphrasing, but I it never could relate to that initially. But then, if you start thinking, pray, wow, isn't it lucky? Praise those people who are sitting in awareness. Hmm. The house of the Lord, if the Lord is Hashem, Hashem is eternal, Hashem so is all things good, you know, what a way to start off with the and saying, wow, praise those people who have the level of consciousness who's sitting there. Yeah, I, l- I love
1: that. That's, I-, I think that's actually really a really holistic way of looking at that. I actually never really was able to put that meaning to it, that it's actually really great. I wanted to ask you going back to your personal life for a second, these hardships that you've had to endure that you never asked for, was there ever a moment in time where you could ever point to a specific event and say that happened because I prayed?
0: I can't say that because um, I think I believe Things happen for a reason. I think Hashem, God, has our, has a big plan. I think we fit in that plan. I think we have control over what we can. But I I can't be so presumptuous to say, oh, I I prayed and this happened. I I right. think though that prayer moves us in the right direction of intent. I think that we we pray for our health. We that maybe motivates us to eat more correctly or to exercise. So. I think prayer is so important and does make a difference, but I can't point to any one thing. I am grateful when I wake up out of a procedure. And do I pray for that? I, I honestly just pray for what God wants that is best. Thank God. Absolutely. I don't I don't necessarily say, oh, I, I, I demand or expect. anything.
1: Yeah. yeah, I could see that. I could see that. You know, I was, I was looking through this subject, uh, on, on Google ahead of time and we came across this article here, my Jewish learning here has an article about reasons to pray. And we were able to find this kind of breakdown for the reasons that it broke down. There is spiritual discipline, uh, focusing regularly on your sacred encounters helps us to notice them as they occur. There's also meditation and we welcome the opportunity to slow down and remember what has deeper meaning beyond our daily routines. There's group connection, which I found really fascinating. even if we are frequently interacting with others, our daily lives rarely afford many opportunities to let our guard down and express what is really important to us. There's celebration, like gratitude. Yeah. you know, you might even sing about it, but you know the gratitude yeah, can... for the passage of life. It's also group support.
0: This is so good. I, 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 I see prayer and this I can put all these things into two categories. Yeah. One is you know, communal prayer that when we go to synagogue, We have that connection with each other right when we go to synagogue we can add prayers for you know health you know where we do a prayer for healing for those which is is great to do in the community and we have the community um and i guess what i was thinking of as prayer is more the individual prayer that each of us can um just pray directly to god right so there's the communal prayer which i think is so important and to be part of a community I mean, people are so alienated today that they're not part of that community. They have the socialization that is missing.
1: Well, well speaking of that alienation, you know, I want to look at this from a more broader stroke, from more, you know, 3,000 foot view, right? Because my thought is this, is that for those who might be watching this, they might be thinking, oh, this is just a... Another Jewish propaganda educational tool. And this guy's using his podcast for a platform that introduces this concept that isn't relevant to me, but they're trying to shove it down my throat. Right. But I mean, there there very clearly is a context here. Judaism is the first of the monotheistic religions. Right. It's yeah. the old, you know, it's called the Old Testament because it's the original. Really, it's right. called the original Testament. Right. Yeah. Prayer dates all the way back to even before the burning bush, I believe. And if that's the case, you know, what, what is our history? What, what are we actually, what are we actually nodding our head to when we perform prayer?
0: We're, it's it's a, it's a great question, but I think Moses being in the desert, you know, being out in the wild. I mean how do you feel when you're out in nature right when you're looking Not, at the ocean yeah how do you sure. feel Is, don't you feel elevated and yeah connected
1: yeah you know i it's funny that you brought up a, a body of water just because I, I i might have talked about this in a previous episode i recorded recently but i recently went on a camping trip to sequoia national park mm-hmm. and i had done some prayer right by the river the river was a result of the winter's snow melt. And so the water was freezing and the water was coming down a white water rapid. And um, it was absolutely crazy to see water rushing down at over 50 miles per hour from the tops of the mountain, right by our campsite. Uh, It was beautiful to listen to. So you'd go to bed every night, falling asleep to the sound of water rushing by your tent. And it was, um,
0: isn't that spiritual though? Is that elevating in a, yeah,
1: I, so is it strictly about a connection to nature, though?
0: Yeah, I, I I think the same. Connecting in in nature with nature is very similar to connecting in prayer. Wow! Okay, for, for me when I'm when I'm praying, and it, to actually do the best is to go out to the beach, go out, be in the forest and pray. I'm a fan of Rabbi Nachman, who's um, a Hasidic rabbi and in, in, in the Ukraine back like in the 1700s, okay. and you know, he used to go out into the forest and, and just pray directly to God. There's communal prayer, which is in, in the group, but individually be out in nature, be out in in with peace. And I I think Moses being in the desert um, wasn't Rabbi Akiva a shepherd for like 20, 30 years. Right. 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 I, I, I think they were they just weren't in the desert being nomadic, I think they were also connecting in in some way. If that's, this is my, like my my journey, my sharing, my spiritual journey that for me makes sense that prayer allows us to connect to what are we doing as the first religion when Abraham came out and prayed, you know, for strangers, for his wife. I, I think they're ultimately praying to something bigger than ourselves. Right. Is recognizing there's something it's not just about us it there's something bigger than us that we're a part of
1: yeah i think that's i think that's actually a really neat idea you're, you're kind of giving me a this this concept that you know we've we've been a part of nature for some time now since since the beginning know we've we've genuinely if you believe in the garden of eden which i which personally i'll tell you right now i'm not sure if i actually believe in that concept i think i like to think of it more symbolically if anything but um when it comes to these pieces of these 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 places on earth that we have been a part of you know the The set design locations, if I'm looking at the Torah from a movie perspective, right? Right. It's kind of limited when it comes to the Torah, but it is pretty outdoorsy when you think about it. It is in the desert. And then post-Torah, from our history, post-Torah, we experience the diaspora. And we end up getting kind of shot widespread across the entire earth. You know, now we have, um, you know, Jews and we have a Jewish population in Hong Kong, there is a jewish population in india yeah. there is a jewish population in latin america there is a jewish population in europe as we all know in africa you know you name it there are all these different cultures that are now part of judaism and vice versa judaism is part of their cultures and that's because of the diaspora yeah. so uh, that's really interesting cuz i've never thought and, about that and they all have commonalities
0: in prayer right right i think that I I think there's something about nature going back to that is humbling. What seeing this water, seeing the rocks in the Canyon, the ocean, and that I can't naturally go back and say, it's been here for millions of years. It's how long has this been here? How long will it be here after I'm gone? Right. There's something to me that is and that to me is, is Hashem that is God being connecting to the eternal you know, that which will always was, that will always be, to me, that's nature. Nature does that grounding for me and gives me, reading the prayers is giving me that intentionality and focus in recognizing I'm here for a limited time. I go back to the Shema even here, you know, it's it's like, listen, Shema, the first word, pay attention. Hey, wake up, you know, pay attention here to, Nature, pay attention to what we do. And then Yisrael stands for, for me, when I talk about prayer, Yisrael is, stands for, you know, those who struggled with God, you know, it was Jacob. His name was Yisrael after he struggled with the angel. So to be a bad Jew or to be a good Jew, it's, 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 it's our people's name. Our people's name is Israel. Right, And that means to struggle with God. It means your whole the pod, name of the podcast, Bad Jew, is struggling and, with God. And that struggle is prayer. Then. That struggle is – prayer is a big part of it. Keeping the mitzvot is part of it. And, and, I, and doing the prayer and having intentionality, I think, is, is prayer. It is. You know, I, I heard this again. I, I love
1: referencing the rabbi that changed my life, which is Rabbi Jack Malol. Um, He has been on the podcast uh, once before for an episode. um, Why do men suck at dating? Because he talks a lot about dating. But I remember he taught me the word Emmet, which means truth in Hebrew. But what's amazing about the word Emmet, right, is that the way that Judaism defines truth is different than how other cultures define truth. Truth is defined by what has existed in the past and what will continue, what will exist in the present and what will exist after us. So when you describe nature, that's one of the few things in this world that really feels like Emmett is nature. It's you know? not our
0: truth. It's not our truth. Right? It's, it's not CNN or Fox News truth. Right. It's just, right. you know, it's the truth that's eternal. It's beautiful. It, I it's, it's beautiful. I also think yeah. someone said oh, truth is also in, uh, giving there's there's a relationship between what's truthful what's permanent right and and i think there's permanence in what you what you give there's permanence and what you take for ourselves is temporary but what we give to each other and how we contribute is permanent and that ties into our connection to eternity to nature to everything
1: i want to challenge that because we we've we we've all heard the expression um, "nothing good ever lasts," right? Oh yeah. You know we we've, we've heard that before, right? And I've also heard, I'm just drawing parallels, so just connecting it's dots. Yeah. That, like- that when you when you when you are feeling down, when you're feeling negative, we just did an episode on happiness in this podcast with Rachel Dadbin, right? We're talking about how giving and helping others is a way to feel good, is a way to be happy. Yeah. So if giving doesn't give me a permanent sense of positivity, then how can giving be Emmet
0: giving does whatever if you've given, you might not be happy right now or two days later, but the happiness that you had in giving at that time, isn't that still there? It might just be, you know, ameliorated or, you know, lessened to where yeah. your current state is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but, The act of giving is permanent. I do believe that.
1: No, it's the act versus the material is what you're saying. It's not about what you're giving. It's about just the fact that you're doing it.
0: Absolutely. It's not what it's the act of doing it and the consciousness of doing it and doing it and taking that action. Yeah. But you're right. I think one has to keep that up. If if one does it, it's not like, okay, I gave I gave it the office type of thing. I'm done. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. And, you know, again, going back to the research that I've done here a little bit on this topic, I, I was yeah. able to find a little bit of context to this conversation and find a basic history to um, the act of, of prayer and how it's how it's been a part of us. You know, Maimonides outlines obligations, they writes that everyone would pray different amounts based on how inspired they were. This was dating all the way back to 586 BCE. Yeah, so the time established fixed times of prayer with fixed content as a minimum to be recited each day. This is from Judaism stacked exchange. Um, but it seems like this all all these different major prayers here, the Shachri, Mincha, Mariv, Musaf, yeah. you know, these are all things that we actually still do to this day. So there really is a ritual that connects us all the way back to before Jesus Christ was even born.
0: Absolutely. And not only that, we have our prayers that, like you said, when we go to the bathroom, we have prayers when we eat, when we have a snack, Uh, we have the prayers Thanking after we eat a meal. So those are the more formalized prayers that often you do it, it in the community. Right. And then we have all these other things that give us a heightened sense of awareness. Yeah. Just for having a piece of bread, just for having Adamad, it's a pr- pr- for a piece of fruit that gives us I think the, the prayer becomes so essential why do we pray because it gives us that awareness hey thank you God for giving us something that grew from the ground holy cow you know that's awesome. that's it's awesome. that's, that's that is a miracle in itself if you want to think that way I mean so many people I think just go through life you know just you know eating too much <laughs> taking too much I mean yeah I, no, no judgment, I think it's just better to be aware and have a more, there's more meaning in life from incorporating prayer into our daily actions. You know, so it's it's been a struggle for me to deal with these prayers and understand them because I was forced to do them as a kid. Hmm. <laughs> and I was the only Kohen, the only high priest in at, at, at my yeshiva. So of course, Monday and Thursday as you're as Kohen? a Kohen. Yeah. Well, oh, I, I didn't know that. that. Okay. Yeah. So I, my, there was no other kohanes So Monday and Thursday, I had to read. I had to get called up to the Torah because the first person called up is is the is the Kohane. Right. But and, I didn't and, want to. I didn't and, know what I was reading. Sure. Sure. And and, and for those
1: like kid. For, for those who are listening who don't know who or what a Kohen is. I'm I'm sure a lot of you do, but for those who might not, a Kohain is um, a ritual. This is a family of high priests dating all the way back to the Second Temple, and these are the descendants of Kohanes. Brad is one of them. I didn't know this before, by the way. Um, But they have a certain obligation to read from the Torah first, and they have certain um, rituals that they they do a little differently because of their bloodline, which is pretty uh, incredible, which, again, uh, is about Emmett. And and it's about truth, the way that Judaism defines Emmett. So what I'm what I'm gathering here is that, you know, just like just that the Kohanes will be here far after you and I are gone, Brad, so are the rituals. Yeah. And we just identified that we have rituals dating all the way back from BCE.
0: Yeah. That we still practice today. Yeah. It's the same rituals because they they work, I think. And they people I don't think it'd be passed on, passed down just because we're supposed to. Right. You're returning as a as a Baltuva? Is that correct? As
1: a You're asking if I'm Baltuva?
0: Yeah, are you Baltuva or are you No, pa- on a path of learning.
1: I am just on a path of learning. I, I it's actually a really good question. It's something I've thought about when I, you know, first came back from Israel a year ago. It's now been 1 year by the way since yeah. coming back from Israel and starting this Jewish journey. Um people have asked me are you like are you orthodox now? Are you Baltuva? And I say probably not because I actually don't keep shabbat right. um i i don't i don't actually uh i don't actually eat kosher i'm not wearing tzitzit, and i'm you know i'm not trying to grow out pay right now i am getting a haircut on the sides on a regular basis so yeah, same here. you know yeah. th- there's nothing there's nothing about me that is Shuva which means return to master you know I, I i where i am is i'm really just exploring my judaism to learn more and to continue that tradition of listening. Listening is a big theme in what you're describing, Brad.
0: I Um, think so. Yeah. yeah. Listening to Moses saw the bush burning and listened. He listened. Um, Abraham, all the people, the prophets listen. They all, everyone hears to be, be aware yeah. I think that's it. You're, you're on that journey. I'm, I'm on the same journey as you my whole life. Right. I've, run, I've been more observant, less observant over the years. And, 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 as I get older, different things pull, come out more clearly for me. Absolutely. Um, but I'm definitely on the, on the same journey. And, um, and prayer has been reading about um, authors, have influenced me, like you know, Martin Buber or Arya Kaplan, about prayer. There's books on prayer. There's so many, mm-hmm. and from that different perspectives, you shared like the there's the communal part, the group part, which is so important. And I think for so many, that's that's what is key of belonging to a synagogue and having that 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 network of support. And then there's people who are out there, you know, in the Kabbalistic sense. I think so much what we talk about, you know, in connecting and feeling connected to I think to me that's that's connected to nature and the eternal is such another aspect of prayer that's I wasn't taught going to an Orthodox school. To me it was just like do the prayers.
1: With prayer is there do you gain free will? And that might be an entire episode. I want to do an episode on free will in the future. I want to do an episode on Emmett. What is Emmett? What is not Emmett? I want to do an episode on um, you know, specific prayers and going more in depth onto them. Of course, you know, there's all these different options on both
0: of those things. I think when you pay attention and you're aware and you listen, yeah. And you appreciate things you're able to discern more of what's accurate. When you're aware, when you exercise, you're just not sleeping. You're able to have more free choice in your life because you're more conscious. That's what I think being a Jew is being conscious and i think being a religious jew is being god conscious that the emmet the truth is not our truth it's the truth of god it's the truth of the eternal and those prayers and and, and this is what's come to me over time (laughs) does that make sense i hope i'm not too out there no
1: no no no. it it does make sense keep going
0: um so you, you talked about eternal and free choice i think it's all tied to me it's all tied to meditation and prayer because prayer is meditation the the prayer was only formalized after the destruction of the second temple and the rabbis realized hey wait there's no formal way of giving making sacrifices and depending on the kohanim the high priests and and all that so we better start formalizing these prayers so that people can keep connected to each other keep connected as a people of Israel and keep connected to the peoples of Israel's God. And if you look and you study each of the prayers as a meditation, only as a meditation, I think there's great meaning in it.
1: Fascinating.
0: Yeah. Like Fascinating. being present, Shema to listen to the, mm. to recognize you're a struggling people, always questioning, always struggling. I, I think, um, I could spend a lot of time going through all the prayers of what the ones that are meaningful. Wow. Of, of, of those. And they've helped me and they've helped me. And the Shema has helped me a lot in, during discomfort and going through illnesses too. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible.
1: You know, I've, I, I think you've, you've um put into perspective a, a few things for me on this show and I want to thank you for being on the podcast. And even as a student yourself coming on and teaching me what you've learned and tolerating my difficult challenges and questions, I really do appreciate that. You've ended this podcast on a very strong note and I want to commend you for that. So thank you, Brad. Um, For the listeners who are listening to this podcast, what is the best way they can connect with you?
0: My website is Avita Group, A-V-I-T-A-G-R-O-U-P.com. I'm on LinkedIn as well, um, Brad at Brad Weber. Um, My email address is just bweber at avitagroup.com b and Weber. So different ways to, those are different ways to, to, to reach me. And um, like I say, I'm i always always a student. Thank you. I hope uh, hopefully my time here was of benefit to your listeners.
1: I, I think it absolutely is. I think there's gonna be a lot of people who take information from this show and carry it with them in their day to day life and listen more. I think that's really if there's anything to take from this, listen more. So Brad, Thank you for being on Bad Jew. For listeners out there, if you're listening, please be sure to leave a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform, preferably Apple Podcasts. But other than that, do subscribe, and we'll see you next time.
0: Shalom.